Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're in chapter 21 of Genesis, but before we get started with that, let's go ahead and open with prayer. Thank you, Lord God, for this day. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to hear your word. And thank you for loving us so much that you provide it. I'm grateful for the examples of Abraham, Sarah, Lot, all of them. And the way you teach us through your word. And that it's applicable from ancient times to today. So Father, I pray today as we read and we think about this and we meditate on your word. I just pray that your words, your message would be what's heard. That there'd be nothing from me because it's useless. And I just pray that it'd be you, Holy Spirit, teaching us, guiding us, and providing your message to us. May our hearts, our minds, and our spirits be prepared and receptive to your word. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, I'm going to go ahead and start by reading and kind of setting the stage again for chapter 21. And I'm going to go through that by reading, um, just reading a little bit from the pastor who's writing the preaching word commentary. And so he says, the abiding truth is that for every believer, the frictions of adversity are used to polish the soul. As King David said, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. And it is good for me that I was afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. This process of knocking off our rough edges and polishing our character through repeated trials and buffetings is as old as Father Abraham and his father's fathers. Though Abraham's character and devotion to God towered over that of Lot, he had his weaknesses His capitulation to Sarah's insistence that he take her servant girl, Hagar, as a wife, demonstrated a lack of faith in God's word, not to mention an abdication of his patriarchal leadership. Most recently, he had tried to pass Sarah off as his sister (laughs) to the Philistine king, Abimelech, to save his own skin. And this was not the first time he had tried that ploy. And every single time, it's turned out poorly. Pagan Abimelech had rightly taken the moral high ground in reproving Abraham. Abraham's failure, his failure to shine, was the cloud that preceded Genesis 21. But the patriarch was in process, and from here on, he began to shine ever brighter. The present chapter records both Abraham's and Sarah's growth in grace as he moved towards his ultimate test. We must understand that Abraham was a believer, the father of the faithful, the man of faith. He believed the Lord, and he counted on it, to, counted it to him as righteousness. Works follow faith, but Abraham was saved by faith, not by works. So, with that, let's go ahead and just get into chapter 21, verse 1. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah, as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age, at the very time God had, pro- had promised him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to the son Sarah bore him. When his son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him, as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born. 
Sarah said, God has brought me laughter, and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. And she added, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah will nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. The child grew and was weaned, and on the day Isaac was weaned, weaned, Abraham held him, held a great feast. But Sarah saw the son of the son whom Hagar the Egyptian had borne to Abraham was mocking. And she said to Abraham, Get rid of that slave woman and her son, for the woman's son will never share in the inheritance of my son Isaac. Kind of cold. The matter distressed Abraham greatly because it concerned his son. But God said to him, Do not be so distressed about the boy and your slave woman. Listen to whatever Sarah tells you, because it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. I will make the son of the slave into a nation also, because he is your offspring. Early the next morning, Abraham took some food and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar. It's pretty minimal. But I guess he could say he was relying on God who promised to make him a nation. He set them on her on her shoulders and sent them off with the boy. She went on her way and wandered in the desert of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes. Then she went off and sat down, about a bowshot away, for she thought, I cannot watch the boy die. And as she sat there, she began to sob. God heard the boy crying, and the God, angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. So she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy as he grew up. He lived in the desert and became an archer. While he was living in the desert of Param, his mother got a wife, Forum, from Egypt. At that time, Abimelech and Fickle, the commander of his forces, said to Abraham, God is with you in everything you do. Now swear to me before God that you will not deal falsely with me or my children or my descendants. Show to me and the country where you now reside as a foreigner, the same kindness I have shown to you. So it now that's interesting because now Abimelech and his commander are saying, this is God, now swear before God. So he's now a believer. Abraham said, I swear it. Then Abraham complained to Abimelech about a well of water that Abimelech's servants had seized. But Abimelech said, I don't know who has done this. You did not tell me. And I heard about it only today. So Abraham brought sheep and cattle and gave them to Abimelech, and the two men made a treaty. Abraham set apart seven ewe lambs from the flock, and Abimelech asked Abraham, What is the meaning of these seven ewe lambs ye have set apart by, by themselves? And he replied, Accept these seven lambs from my hand as a witness that I dug this well. So that place was called Beersheba, Beersheba, because the two men swore an oath there. After the treaty had been made at Beersheba, Abimelech and Fickle, the commander of his forces, returned to the land of the Philistines. Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there he called, the, called on the name of the Lord, the eternal God. And God stayed in the land of the Philistines for a long time. <clears throat> so, there's a lot going on there, right? Abimelech has, it seems, at least now he recognizes God through 
the witness of Abraham. Abraham's son has grown up or has been born. And Hagar and Ishmael, despite being sent away, God is now with Ishmael and walks with him and is turning him into a great nation. And now Abraham has formed a, a treaty with Abimelech. Quite the uh, f- focus also on the well, which I'm not sure about. But anyways, with all of that said, it's amazing to watch <clears throat> how God will continue to use us. He uses Abraham. He uses Sarah. Despite our ongoing weaknesses, sins, and failures. Because we're, our hearts are right, and yet sometimes we still get you know, scared and fail, we still are u- able to be used by him. Lastly, the pastor, again, who writes, who we read about, he says, As a man of faith, Abraham was subject to a polishing process, whereby God worked through the ups and downs of life, awful times and blessed times, to make him more and more godly and more usable to God. The process was one of grace from beginning to end. <clears throat> As believers saved by grace through faith, we are subject to the same gra- gracious polishing. Genesis 21 is for believers, not for humanity at large. In general, people often become stronger through hardships, but this is about grace to serve. So with that, I'm going to close with a word of prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for taking care of us. Thank you for your message. Holy Spirit, I'm grateful for your words and your message here. And I just pray that we would continue to understand and grow and become more faithful, to, to learn to trust completely in you, to understand that you are in charge of our hearts and you will use us and protect us and guide us. And that trials and tribulations only make us better and stronger as long as we walk with you. I thank you and I praise you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.